Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor John Lindell, lead pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. We had a tremendous week of power, and uh, it was exactly that. It was a week of power, and so we just thank the Lord for what He's done. Over the course of this week, we have received 929 testimonies of healing. Is that not amazing? I mean, talk about 929. So, you know, and, and that's not all the testimonies that were there. So there are people that are, haven't sent them in or people who are headed to the doctor to confirm what God has done. So God is working in such an extraordinary way. And uh, I think it would be uh, a huge loss for us not to celebrate what God has done in order to celebrate that. I want to share with you some testimonies that I think will really encourage you. Just kind of what happened, and it's at all the campuses. So if you're in Joplin, you'll see the Joplin campus, or at North, you'll see the North campus, and West as well. And so it gives you a sense of what God is doing across the campuses because he's working at every single campus, healing people and moving in such a powerful way. We're gonna show you in the testimonies, the last testimony is gonna be the, the girl Chrissy, um, who had an extraordinary miracle. We've talked about that in Acts 19. You know, there's usual miracles and unusual miracles, ordinary miracles and extraordinary miracles. She had three toes amputated and they grew back at the healing service on Wednesday night. Let me read you the testimony because she, when she tells it, she tells it just from the perspective of being able to stand on her tiptoes But here's kind of what happened. Chrissy Thompson was shot three times in 2015 by her husband and was in a coma for two months. Her injuries included the need to have three toes amputated. When Pastor Bill Johnson asked if anyone needed a creative miracle, Chrissy responded that she had three toes amputated. And Kelly, who serves on the prayer team, told her that the Lord wanted to grow her toes back that night. I just want to say that takes a lot of faith to make that statement. I mean, you gotta, that's, that's so wonderful. Kelly began to command the toes to grow, bone to form, blood to flow. She also, she had Chrissy remove her, her shoe, so she also anointed every area the toe would be, and as she anointed them, she could feel a pulse begin in those areas. The color of the skin began to change. All of a sudden, Chrissy said, Are you kidding me? And they saw the toes begin to grow. Several other prayer team joined in to pray with Kelly. Bone began to form where there was none before. As the ladies prayed for Chrissy over the next 30 minutes, all three toes grew and were even longer than her original pinky toe she already had. Then, after about an hour, the nail began to form on her toes and she got feeling back in all three toes. It's amazing, isn't it? She's going to see, she was fitted for a prosthetic, and she's going to have uh, her appointment with her prosthesis doctor on Monday. So I, I would love to, <laughs> to be there and watch what happens. But uh, isn't that amazing? You see, We've been talking about God doing things, and we're in the middle of a move of God that is an extraordinary move of God. Talked in Acts 19 about usual miracles, unusual miracles, 
And so uh, I believe we're on the front end of seeing God do some extraordinary things. Now, as we show the testimonies, uh, here's a couple or three things I want to say to you. Number one, I'm going to ask you to withhold your applause till all the testimonies are over. And here's the reason why. Because the testimonies go back to back and you're going to see some testimonies that are going to like blow your mind. And um, so you're going to want to clap, but if you clap, then you miss the next testimony. And that's also a great testimony. So one of the testimonies is we have a 14-year-old boy who had a titanium plate in his head uh, from a surgery when he was nine is gone. So, um, you know, there are metal miracles. Um, I had received a prophecy back in, in the fall that uh, God would begin doing metal miracles uh, at James River, that metal would dis- disappear from people. So um, I've been watching for that to happen. I think it's happened to other people. We'll find out in the, in the weeks to come. But let's withhold our repl- applause till the end, and then let's do more than a golf uh, clap, you know, the little polite master's clap. Let's do something that's more like, hate to say it, Arrowhead Stadium, you know. So um, one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL. So we want to we wanna do that, okay? And uh, if you're asking why did I say hate to say it, because when you're a Bronco fan, it's just hard, hard to give kudos to anybody else, but you do. Um, as you listen to the testimonies, here's, here's what I want you to do, because testimony not only gives glory to God, but testimony is a record of what God has done and desires to do. So when you read through the Bible, you see how testimony affects people's faith to believe God and receive from God. In fact, the very root of the Hebrew word testimony is do it again. So any testimony has, in a very real sense, not only the factor of giving glory to God, but has a prophetic nature to it where it's, it's saying this is what God wants to do. So what happens when you hear the testimony, you might have a similar condition and, and, and faith rises in your heart. You could be healed just as you're sitting there. Or faith rises in your heart. Oh, you mean God heals that? I have that. I believe God's going to heal me. And we're going to pray at the end for you. There's others that your condition might not be mentioned. But nonetheless, when you see the extraordinary testimonies we're going to see, uh, what happens is faith rises in your heart to believe that God is going to work an extraordinary miracle in you because he's a God of miracles. So I just want to encourage you to open your heart. It's going to be, the, the testimonies are going to run about 20 minutes. So it's going to be one after another. And the reason why is these are not all the testimonies. I mean, there's 900 testimonies. And these, um, these are the people that we had access to right at that point. There are extraordinary testimonies happening all the time. And I, even as I say that, If God heals somebody's big toe, that's as big a miracle as somebody having their brain healed. I'm just telling you, a miracle is extraordinary no matter where it is or what what God touches, okay? So, um, So, hey, let's watch and celebrate what God has done. 13 years ago, um, I started having a lack of movement in my right leg, lack of mobility. It was affecting my everyday life, was in excruciating pain. So I had no other option but to get a three-level spinal fusion. They discovered that my sciatic nerve was pinched within my fusion, which is um, an inoperable surgery at that point to have to tear apart the fusion. I've had a lack of mobility 
not able to bend down, touch my toes, couldn't run. Tonight, there is a word of knowledge um, for people with back problems or who had um, like disc replacement or had previous surgeries in their back. And so everybody gathered around me and they prayed for me. And in that moment, I felt um, a warm sensation around the actual hardware in my back. All the pain dissipated. I could feel the hardware dissolve as my back began to get warm. I have full mobility in my back, full mobility in both legs, full mobility in both feet, and I can run and jump and I am pain-free. My knees have bothered me for 30 years. I've been on a lot of medicine for a long time and I stepped out because the pastor last night mentioned me. My wife said, that's you, get out there. <laughs> and I did and they uh, laid hands on my knees and I felt this warm sensation and I'm telling you, instantly the pain was gone. I'm talking about the pain was gone. God came in, took the pain away. I feel 100% better. I lost my taste and my smell exactly 24 months ago this month. And I had just talked to my husband the night before and said, I guess this is as good as it's gonna get. Pastor Johnson said, I feel like there's people here that have lost their taste or their smell and that we want to pray for them. He said, raise your hand and I did. And there's a bunch of workers out here in the atrium who came over and prayed for me. So I went home, smells have come back to me. Things have been tasting delicious again. I mean, I'm completely healed. On Wednesday, Randy Clark gave the word of metal in the body. We pray for everyone that has any form of, a, of a metal put in their body in any place that's causing them a problem. And so I had a surgery to get a lesion removed for my skull during sixth grade. When they did that, they had to drill uh, through my skull and take the lesion out, but they put a titanium plate on and it, it's just, it's gone now. It, it, it's completely gone. It's no longer there. It's like, I can't feel it. It's not there. Well, I was 15, I had a head-on car collision. I broke the second vertebrae in my neck and it caused constant tinnitus where there was almost deafness in my ears. Yep. They prayed over me and as they were praying, I was bending my neck and it felt like pop rocks just going all the way through up. I have no ringing now whatsoever. Wow. It's completely gone. I tore my meniscus playing golf. So they did surgery on my right knee and scoped out 60% of my meniscus, which is cartilage. And so I was bone on bone for years. It's probably been six, eight years ago. Tonight, when he said, right knee, cartilage missing, I raised my hand. Young gal prayed for me. She prayed, put her hands on my knee, and I felt heat. And as soon as we got done praying, I felt like something was totally different. And I could squat. And I couldn't do that. So God completely healed me. So I have been dealing with eczema for as long as I can remember. This morning I woke up and it was really bad. It even was to the point where I was bleeding a little bit. Um, I even said out loud, I was like, my eczema is super bad today. And after me and one of my friends prayed um, about it, and after I looked down and my wrists are completely clear, they're dried up. You can even see marks where I've been bleeding and it's just gone all the way. God healed me. I'm in the manual labor industry and I uh, have to use both my hands. And since December, I've had excruciating pain from my elbow to my hand and haven't been able to clap. And uh, it's very excruciating to pick things up and been praying and all of a sudden my arm started heating up and I can 
I can move and rotate my arm completely. I can grip things and I can clap. A few years ago, um, I suffered an injury to both of my knees. The pain was at times debilitating, like I couldn't walk upstairs without pain. Um, I couldn't squat, I have like four kids, I couldn't pick up my kids without pain. And the word was given tonight for um, healing for cartilage in the knees. So I stood up, people gathered around me and prayed for me, and it was almost like I had like a, a bubbly hot sensation around my knees and things just kind of all of a sudden, it felt like things dropped into place. I began to test it and I started to realize I could like lift my knees and I could like jump without pain. And the Lord has completely restored my knees tonight and I am just so thankful He has healed me completely. There was a car wreck that my family was in two years ago. I put my foot out to brace. So it caused a disc to come out of place and it caused my meniscus to be torn and a lot of muscle problems. And during Pastor Bill's message, he, saw, he called out for healing of a muscle in the leg. And he had to test it and try to move the leg. And in that moment, that muscle pain was gone. Further on in the prayer, he called for lower back or disc problems. I could feel my disc move back into place. I have full mobility and I feel great. And I just praise Jesus. So I had a major back surgery June 2nd of 2019. I've been in severe pain since then. Surgery didn't fuse. I've not been able to do jumping jacks. I've not been able to do anything. I live, live in severe, severe pain. Getting ready to do jumping jacks. One, two, three, four. No, no, like this, no pain. And I cannot wait to pick up my grandbaby. I've had scoliosis for 20 years. By the time I was 15, I was diagnosed. I had a short leg. I went to chiropractic and they couldn't do anything about it. As I was being prayed for, my leg got longer and it moved and I shifted and tilted and I'm walking. I took the, the, the lift out and I could feel my whole leg, feel my shoe. The Lord healed me of a scoliosis problem for 20 years that I had. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Probably a year or so ago, I fell and uh, I went, had an MRI and it has a torn rubber cup. Told me I really needed surgery, uh, complete construction. So I went down and complete the praying and praise God, I can worship fully because he has killed my brother. About eight years ago, I had a severe injury. There's quite a bit of metal in my lower right leg, a strip of metal, seven screws, and then two more to, to pin them together. It obviously cut down mobility, caused me a, a lot of pain. Tonight, he was talking about the healings that took place and talked a lot about metal and people's bodies and how they were healed. And I was just like, God, that would be so cool if you could just like totally remove the pain from this metal portion in my ankle. And so as I'm sitting there, I noticed just the pain began to just dissipate and go away. So I just started trying to move my ankle and I moved it some more and some more. And the more I tried to make it hurt, the less that it did. And so it actually had more range of motion and hurt less than my other ankle. My bad ankle was now my good ankle and God had completely healed my ankle of all pain. Whispering has always been a really big issue to me, like 70% hearing. So whenever I had people talk to me, I asked them not to whisper because I couldn't hear. It just sounded mumbled and jumbled. And so tonight when I raised my hand and we came and prayed for me, all of a sudden I just felt my ears open up. My friend that was praying for me, she whispered in my ears and I didn't hear her. 
Everything is so loud now. The music is so loud, but it's so clear. He healed my hearing 110%. I can hear everything. When I was 17 years old, I was diagnosed with osteoarthritis, which is better known as degenerative disc disorder. Over the years, I've had 13 spine surgeries. I have metal and screws in my back. I live with excruciating pain every day in my life. But tonight, when you had people stand up, I went to the back, I took my back brace off, and I can touch my toes. I haven't been able to do that for 10 years. I have an elbow condition called ulnar nervitis and uh, what they call golfer's elbow. And it started when I was a junior in high school. And I've had swelling and consistent pain ever since then. But when I was 18, I was in a car accident that caused me to have pain and increased pain on my left side. I've had problems breathing since then. and. I have no pain in my left side. I can use my left hand and I can squeeze. And there's no swelling and there's no pain in my chest. And I can breathe clearly now. God completely healed me of a broken tailbone that I've had since 1990. And I've worked through it for years. They got to where I was taking medicine and it stopped the pain. And for the last 10 years, I've had shots every eight months um, to to numb the pain because they won't do surgery to heal it. So I, I travel a lot, so it's very painful. So in service tonight, uh, there was a word given of the healing specifically for a tailbone, and I knew it had to be me, so that's such a unique injury. And uh, I stepped out in faith, and I didn't really feel a sensation, I just felt no pain. Um, when I tried to sit down on something hard after the prayer, and uh, no pain, so I'm 100% healed, and I just well, thank Jesus for that. I had scoliosis since I've been born. The older I get, the more painful it is because of the growth and everything. Someone on stage had said that someone here um, has scoliosis, and her name is Emery, and they're going to be healed tonight. And so I was like, just so shocked. I'm like, that's me. Like, he called me by name. She's like, okay, I'm going to pray over you. And as soon as she laid her hands on me, I felt like this immense heat go all throughout my back. It was like someone put like a huge like hot pad on my back and it was so crazy. As soon as her hands touched me, it went from an eight to all the way to zero. Like it was just completely gone. So normally if I bend backwards, it hurts so bad. Like if I stand up, I have to take a minute because I get dizzy and everything. And now I can like, I can bend all the way backwards without hurting like at all. So I'm completely healed. I hurt my knee playing basketball two years ago and it's causing, it was causing a pain in my knee, my Achilles, and my uh, calf. It prevented me from running, jumping, playing with my daughters, uh, playing sports. There was a word of knowledge given for uh, knee pain, so they prayed for me. I didn't feel any pain anymore. I was squatting, I was jumping, and I didn't feel the pain that I had been feeling for the last two years. A couple years ago, I got really sick, and I ended up losing feeling from my chest down, and I had to learn how to walk, and I was on a walker and all that stuff, and so, the remaining side effects of that were just neuropathy, specifically in my right toe was what was left. There was a word of knowledge on it, and I go up on stage, and when he prayed for me, I literally could feel the heat wrap around my thigh, and it went straight to my toe, and then the pain was gone. I have no more pain. Eight years ago, I had this hip replaced. Well, when they replaced it, um, some things went wrong. So for the last eight years, I've walked with a limp. This leg now has gone bad and it's ready to have surgery or it was ready to have surgery. It would, 
Every time I would walk, I would limp, and I could feel it in there clicking every time it would go by. And I didn't feel anything other than I wanted to jump up and down. So I'm jumping up and down. I haven't done that for 10 years. I ran back there. I haven't done that for eight years. So a couple years ago, dislocated my kneecap and it went over to the left side and damaged the anterior ligaments on the inside of my knee. Um, and so since then, it hasn't been the same. I've had trouble like squatting or trouble squatting down. Uh, and I'm happy to report that I can do it with no pain, no popping or crack. I broke the outside bone of my foot and have since been in a brace. I've went to the doctor multiple times. There's been no signs of healing at all. They've since decided that I would need a bone stimulator put on the outside of my foot because they didn't know what else to do. So there was a word, a prophecy, saying that there was a bone that weren't healing right. And so I was prayed over and touched. Before that, I was limping, and now I can completely jog up and down, <laughs> jump. I'm completely healed. I've had back pain for over 35 years. I've for my L5-S1. I've done years of physical therapy, ice, massage, acupuncture, nothing ever worked. People gathered around me and started praying for me. And then as I was, went back to my seat, I just realized there was no pain at all. I just told my wife, I said, I'm healed, there's no pain. I have had a frozen soldier, sold, shoulder for over 25 years. Um, I can now move my shoulder. I had no muscle at all right here. You used to be able to put your fingers inside right here. I now have a muscle. Five and a half years ago, there was a wreck. The doctor said there was a severe spinal impingement on the uh, L5-S1, and it was causing uh, nerve signal issues going down to the leg, and that's the reason why it was always cold. And they said that they wouldn't touch it because it was too dangerous. They said there was no hope for surgery because of where it was at. Tonight, my leg has been healed. I can feel my toes for the first time in five and a half years. Being able to do squats without it hurting, being able to walk around, being able to, it's crazy. It's nothing short of a miracle. I've had arthritis. Um, I'm only 36, so having arthritis is a huge bummer. Um, but over the last couple of years, my two pointer fingers have been twisting inward. And since the video, I've been watching them twist back out. And this one is normal now. And this one is almost there. Thank you. My bottom two vertebrae in my back, they have no cushioning left. So they just sit on top of each other. And because over the years, the stress has actually started to turn my spine sideways. And it doesn't actually connect to my hip on the left side anymore. And I haven't been able to bend over. Uh, and it's just painful throughout the services. I take four or five a leave every time before service. And last night, God was like, you're gonna be healed tomorrow. So I didn't take any leave. I've been in pain all night. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna be healed. And I got prayed over and all the pain just went away. I felt tingling in my legs. <laughs> I had plantar fasciitis in my right heel for two years. I've been skipping through running and being the way of hot sea and so people, and I've been crying for a lot, and it's just still, it was tender, painful. I went to pick up my son in the warehouse tonight, and before we left, 
a worker came out and she said, that'd be great for me to mine up because it said, like, what needed healing? I said, that's really sweet. And I got him and we walked away. And he said, well, not easy to Yeah, I felt all the pain leave my butt. So we can the I've been dealing with neck pain for several years. Tonight was a night was really flaring up and in a lot of pain. There was a word given. Very specifically, uh, pain in the lower neck on the right side, which is exactly where it flares up. I went down for prayer and uh, the pain is completely gone. No tenderness uh, is completely gone. Last Saturday, I was playing flag football. I ended up in the urgent care with a broken ankle. I went to Week of Power expecting God to heal me. My son started praying for me on the way home. And when I got home a few minutes later, I felt a pop in my ankle and a warm sensation. And I promise you, I am completely healed. No broken bones. We got that appointment next week and I know it's coming back clear. Let's go. I have uh, plantar fasciitis in my left foot. And anybody who's ever had that, it's extremely painful. While we were worshiping, the, the, I, I didn't get his name, but this guy just came up to me and said, hey, I just feel led to pray for you right now. Would that be okay? I said, yeah, yeah. So he just got down and prayed for my foot, and I just felt this pop. Um, then when you had to stand up, it's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've had an autoimmune disease my whole life. I've been in chronic pain from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet in various places. I've gone to chiropractors and physical therapists my whole life trying to find something that would make it better, and it never did. I went up for prayer, and it wasn't the first time, but tonight felt different. Never in my life have I been without pain until right now. <laughs> God healed me. For over 25 years, I've had excruciating pain in both feet. I'd, I'd have to crawl to the bathroom some mornings. And uh, I've had numerous surgeries, numerous surgeries, and the doctors didn't know what else to do. And for the first time ever, I have zero pain. It's gone. Every bit of it, it's gone. Thank you, Lord. So I had three toes that were amputated in a, in a terrible accident. I heard the word for creative miracles. And I thought, well, I certainly have a creative miracle that I might need. I need three toes to grow back. The person next to me said, do you want new toes? And I was like, well, sure. All the women got down and they prayed over my foot. And I decided to take my shoe off to see what was happening when he said, let's see the progress or if anything's happened. And when I did, I had to grab the person next to me and say, do you see what I see? And I saw three toes that were forming and now there's length to them. Tonight, I can stand on my tippy toes. Listen, do you understand? I can stand on tippy toes. No, I couldn't do that because I didn't have toes to tippy on. All right, come on, let's bless the Lord. He's Jehovah Rapha. Lord, we praise you. There is no one like you. You are great, you're greatly to be praised. You're our healer. Lord, we exalt you. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord because I believe God wants to touch some people. So you heard people were healed even as the testimony was going out. That might be you. Certainly people hearing a condition and then instantly it's, it's to a testimony, there's a prophetic element to it. God speaking, God saying, that's what I can do. 
What he did for them, he can do for you. You know, the woman with the issue of blood in Mark, when she said, if only I could reach out and touch the hem of his garment, how did she know that? Because early in Mark chapter 3 and verse 10, people were touching his clothing, and when they touched his clothing, they were healed. Somebody told her. She said, you know, if I do that, if that's how it works, I'm going to do that, I'll be healed. And she was. It's the power of testimony. So to this morning, if, if any of the campuses are watching online here at the South, if any of those things that were talked about, you're like, I've got that. God wants to heal you. I want you to stand up right now. Just stand up. Maybe you would say, you know what? That testimony, I felt faith in my heart for God to heal me. You didn't have what they had, but you, you have faith. Just stand up right now. Just get up out of your seat. Because faith, that means God's working right there. And then I'm going to ask some of our team some words of knowledge that uh, they have. I'm going to ask them all to come out here. And uh, we'll just do a line and let you go across there. Um, so we're going to start with Pastor Colin. Yeah, so there's people in the room and you have polyps in your throat that God wants to heal. There's someone with a left ankle sprain that you're dealing with. And there's someone that has constant pain in the knuckle of your middle finger. If that's you, stand up. If any of those things are you, stand up right now. Um, you have lasting effects from either having mono or strep throat. Someone in here has an acid reflux disease, and also someone has very brittle bones. They just break really easily. Someone has pain on their left elbow, kind of on the exterior outside, um, and it stems from a baseball injury, and the Lord wants to heal you. Someone has a torn ligament in their shoulder. It could be either one, but more specifically, the left shoulder, and also somebody's dealing with a damaged liver. Damaged liver, if that's you, stand up. Any of the campuses, again, stand up. And if you're watching online, if you can stand up, I encourage you to do that as an act of faith. Okay, now here's what I'd like to do because this is a, it's a good number of people. I'm going to ask some of the people here, maybe if you're in the first five, six rows, I'm going to ask you to come down front, the rest to stand in the aisle. Would you do that? Would you move to the aisle? And we're going to pray. Now, before you go to somebody to pray, let me give you some instructions. So don't gather around people to pray yet. Let's just let people get in place and let's kind of fill in the altar here. It's going to be easier to get some people uh, taken care of here. So it's a lot of people. I believe, I, I just really felt my heart, God's going to heal a lot of people today. So here's what we're going to do. In a moment, I'm going to release you to go pray for people. What I want you to do is to ask them, what is it that you're standing for? And then as you pray for them to declare in the name of Jesus, their healing. To those who are standing, you don't need, when, you, when you're asking what you need prayer for, we don't need to know when it started, how long it doesn't. None of that matters. Uh, the better thing is just to say, I need prayer for my shoulder. I need prayer for, my, for whatever it is that you need prayer for. And then... You just, as you pray for them, declare it in Jesus' name, okay? So all those who are standing to be prayed for, would you lift your hand right now? And we got a lot of people down front. I'm going to ask you to get out of your seats. I'm going to ask you to find these people. And we want, leave your hand up until you have somebody praying with you. So let's go and let's pray for people. We're going to need to get down front here. We got a lot of people down front here that need healing. I'm going to ask the worship team to help me here. So we've got people down front. We still got more people down here. If I could have more people come down and pray for these down front. 
So wherever you see somebody with their hand up, we want to pray for them. All right. We've got somebody over here with their hand up. We've got some people. We've got a lady right here we want to pray for. Just lay hands on her. Got another lady right here. We want to lay hands on her. Somebody right here. Okay, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to call on God and ask God to show himself powerful. Come on. If you're not near somebody, just stretch out your hand toward them. And at every campus, you're watching online, just begin to thank the Lord. We're going to pray God heals in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm going to ask you to stop praying for a moment. If you feel you're 80% here, you say, why do you say 80%? Because that gives you a, a sense. Some people are like, well, there's a little bit. But if you feel like you're 70, 80% healed, would you, would you wave your hand at me? You feel like, all right, we got people here, there. All right, keep waving your hand. Now, here's what we want to do. If that's not where you're at, then we're going to pray again. Because oftentimes, I mean, when Braden, his knee, I prayed for it the first time. He's like, nope, it's not. It's a little better, but not much. I said, well, let's pray again. Prayed the second time. He was, he was totally healed. So let's pray again, okay? Let's pray and ask God to complete the healing or, or bring healing in Jesus' name. Come on. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. You're our healer. You're a God who does miracles. And we pray in the name of Jesus that your power would flow through the body of everybody who has stood for healing. That you, O Lord, would heal Lord, that you would touch in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you'd heal vocal cords, that you would heal ankle sprains. Lord, you'd heal people with acid reflux. Lord, you'd heal people with effects of mono. Lord, that you'd heal torn ligaments. You'd heal damaged livers. Lord, that you would heal that elbow injured from playing baseball. Lord, we pray for every other injury. Lord, for the middle finger, the knuckle, I pray you would heal it in this moment in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray for everything that everyone has stood for, that, Lord, you would heal right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you for it. Heal those watching online, I pray. Oh, God, we thank you for touching them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, whatever they've stood for, may your healing power flow to them. For those who are at the North Campus, the West Campus, and Joplin, I know you're healing right now, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. How many would say you were healed? Wave both hands so we can see you. All right, we're seeing hands. That's awesome. We're going to let you be seated, and as you're getting your seat, don't go back to your seat and say, I wasn't healed. What you want to do is you want to say, I haven't been healed yet. Yet. Because, I mean, it's just like the girl in the hallway who was saying, you know what? They prayed for me, and I wasn't healed. Then somebody asked her, hey, did you know we prayed for you? And as soon as they said that, she realized instantly in that moment she was healed. So you could, you could be sitting here in the service. In fact, I think it was Bill who said, uh, I'm believing that now people are going to start getting healed during the preaching. You get healed right now. You walk out the door and get healed. You could be taking that long walk across the parking lot and get healed.
You could go home and be healed. You could go to bed and get up and be healed. I mean, we just see it all different ways. And so um, I encourage you to just keep uh, trusting the Lord because we've just watched him work so many ways like that. It's so awesome. Well, this morning, as you can tell, I'm not going to do a regular sermon. We'll be back in Acts chapter 20, verses 1 through 16 next week, and we're going to see Paul raise somebody from the dead. But what's important for me uh, as we're in this season, coming off a week like the week of power, which was so extraordinary, I mean, 929 people, that's just the testimonies you've received, and I would encourage you to send your testimonies, and I'm going to bring the QR code up right now. You can click it with your phone uh, or go to info at jamesriver.church and share your testimony. I think it's part of giving glory to God. I think there's something powerful and prophetic about it when you do it uh, that results in building. Hey, listen, if you only build my faith, that's a really good thing, right? Every time I read one, my faith is built. Oh, wow, you mean God does that? And the more I read, the more uh, my faith is built. But as we share it, it's just powerful. So we're in the middle of a move of God. By anybody's definition, it is. It's not just the healings, but it's the salvations. I mean, record salvations, record water baptisms. And so God is moving, and you come off a week like the week of power, and people have, I think, some really good questions. The first question is, uh, what just happened? I mean, for some people, it's like... um, can you kind of explain some of this to me? And I think that's a, a reasonable question. Other people are asking, what's next? I mean, is the week of power like the high point? Is it the end? Does that mean it's all over? Or, or what happens next? And I think that's a really good question as well. It, people are asking, is there more? And the answer to that is an emphatic yes, that there, there is more. And that God has some things that he is going to do um, in this place. You say, how do you, how do you know that? And I don't have time to go into the details, but I, I feel there's something valuable in declaring to you what the Lord has put in our heart that is not going to win. I've shared it with, with people I trust who can give me insight um, and just said, this is what, what I feel the Lord is doing. What do you think? Because I think that's good to do. Although Debbie and I have felt strongly it was from the Lord. So a year and a half ago, uh, we were on vacation in Florida and I had a dream that lasted all night. And that I've never had that before. And so during the dream, um, the Lord uh, said that he was going to visit the church for seven days and then began to show me what each of those days looked like. Um, I know they're not literal days because some of the things could not have happened in one, one day, but the Lord is, has yet to visit the church, though he's visited the church. We have not seen um, the extraordinary way in which he will visit the church in the days to come. So I, I know that, and you say, tell us the dream. Well, um, there's some other things I really need to tell you first, so um, the dream will have to wait, but there'll be a time when that'll be right. What we've experienced is not the end. It's not the beginning of the end. In fact, I'm not even sure it's the end of the beginning because it's hard for me to gauge where we're at in this other than what I see is an accumulating weight of grace and accumulating presence of the Lord and an extraordinary 
number of healings that happened were happening before the week of power have now been accelerated through the week of power and I believe will accelerate uh, beyond this time. What's important, I think, for all of us to understand is when you're in a move of God, it's not about that place. It's about what God is doing in a bigger way. And especially, it's not about here, it's about him. So we have to keep our eyes on that. I believe personally that it's a part of an answer to prayer for a great awakening in our region, certainly in the cities of this area, but in our region, in the state, and I pray across the country. So a number of pastors were here this week, um, probably conservatively 150 pastors uh, from in the area and out of the area. Uh, I knew pastors that were here from Colorado, from Nebraska, from Illinois, from Michigan, from Texas. Uh, people came in from all over and I believe took back what they saw here and that God's going to water that. On Thursday, people were slain in the spirit. So maybe you've heard about that, that uh, on Thursday uh, that happened. And I want to give a few, uh, take a few moments just to give some context so that um, we're all on the same page. And, and uh, I want to celebrate what God did, but I also want to contextualize it both biblically and to help people who have not experienced that. And you're like, say what? What's this about? Um, and certainly to help people understand, it's not like, oh boy, here they go, um, pastors driving the, the car into the ditch. Um, being slain in the spirit is something that's biblical. So we saw that if you go back to an August 21st sermon I preached on a Sunday morning from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 10, we talk about it. Peter goes into a trance. It's a poor translation of that word. It's ecstasis in the Greek, and we would translate it ecstasy. He had an ecstatic experience that involved a vision. So that when people are slain in the spirit, um, they could see a vision. Like one woman uh, said, she saw, she had a vision of the cross, and the cross was getting bigger, and the weight of what Jesus did for us in loving us enough to die, became so great and so overpowering that she said, in that time, it was more than I could stand. And I said, Jesus, I can't handle it anymore. And then it began to dissipate. That would be consistent with, with a lot of accounts from hundreds of years ago and a hundred years ago of people having that same kind of, of sense. I just want you to understand it's biblical and it's been a part of every major awakening in U.S. history and prior to the formation of the United States. If we just take U.S. history, you've got Jonathan Edwards, sinners in the hands of the angry, angry God, preaching that. People out of that, one of the criticisms of that great awakening was people who didn't understand it saw people who were slain in the spirit and shook violently because people can, can lay catatonically, they can shake violently, they can laugh, they can have visions, they can be peacefully in the presence of the Lord. It can be any number of those things. Edward's wife was slain in the spirit. She was at a Bible study, was slain in the spirit, and they kept putting her up on the chair and she would slide off. Edward's opinion of that was this. Jonathan Edwards said this about that particular um, 
move of God. I'll just read it to you here. He said this, now if these things are enthusiasm and be fruits of a distempered brain, let my brain be ever more possessed of that happy distemper. If this be distraction, I pray God that the world of mankind may be seized with this benign, meek, beneficent, beautiful, glorious distraction. Listen, if you're from a Episcopalian Anglican background, be very similar to the Puritans theologically, um, being slain the spirits in your in your theological background, your tribe. If you're from a Methodist background, John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, he was slain in the spirit uh, on occasion, wrote about it, and saw it frequently in his meetings. So if you're Methodist, hey, it's been happening in your family tree for a long time. If you are Presbyterian or you are Reformed in your thinking, George Whitfield, a contemporary of Jonathan Edwards, ridiculed that happening in the lives of people. And Jonathan, or John Wesley wrote this from his diary on Saturday, July 7th. I had the opportunity to talk with him, that's George Whitfield, of those outward signs which had so often accompanied the inward work of God. I found his objections were chiefly grounded on gross misinterpretations of matter of fact, but the next day he had an opportunity of informing himself better. For no sooner had he begun to invite all sinners to believe in Christ than four persons sunk down close to him almost in the same moment. One of them lay without either sense or motion. A second trembled exceedingly. A third had strong convulsions over his body but made no noise unless groans. The fourth, equally convulsed, called upon God with strong cries and tears. From this time, I trust, we shall all suffer God to carry on his work in the way that pleaseth him. That's good advice. Now, wherever you're at in your understanding or experience of it, that you're very, very careful not to judge, especially a biblical manifestation from the Lord harshly, that you allow God to do what he will do and what he historically has done. You say, well, I'm Baptist and we Baptists don't have anything to do with that stuff. Not so fast. The Baptist revival, also known as the Cane Ridge revival, Preachers like Peter Cartwright and others tell of people being mowed down like in a storm. Um, in fact, it says the noise was like the roar of a Niagara. The vast sea of human beings seemed to be agitated as if by a storm. At one time, I saw at least 500 swept down in a moment as if a battery of a thousand guns had been opened on them and then immediately followed by shrieks and shouts that rent the heavens. That's Baptist. You can read on and see in the holiness movement of the late 1800s, Lutherans actually at, at Mariah Woodworth Edder's meetings, Lutheran pastors notably were slain in the spirit along with their congregations. All that to say that this is not a sectarian phenomenon and it's not something that is biblically aberrant. If you haven't experienced it, then that doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. And it doesn't mean that your experience in Christ is lacking. Um, not everybody will experience it. For example, Debbie and I, at the end of the evening, said to Randy, hey, pray for us. And I mean, Randy just barely, he just barely touched Debbie and 
she was down. I, I've never been slain in the spirit. I would love it. I thought Thursday night might be my, my chance. I mean, I prayed it would be. I would love, because here's the thing. I've not met one person. I've, I've met people who've told me they've seen Jesus. I've met people who've had visions. Uh, one 14-year-old had a vision that I probably will share with you on a revival coming to Springfield that is hard to imagine a 14-year-old could come up with it. It was outstanding. It was unbelievable. I read it this morning. I was just stunned. Some people just feel peace. Some people um, have visions of, of other things, of people going to hell. Some people um, are healed when that happens. For example, Catherine Bird, uh, who's on our musician, uh, one of our musicians on our worship team. Tell us what happened to you. Yeah, so in 2020, I started having problems with my voice, uh, which was a big downer because I'm a vocalist. Um, and honestly, it wasn't something I'd really prayed about because I learned to sing and to talk around it. And then last November, there was a word at the North Campus about the Lord restoring voices. Um, and since then, there's been four separate words. So I just really was believing that the Lord was going to uh, restore my voice. Um, and then back in December, I felt the Lord impress on my heart that he was going to heal me by slaying me in the spirit. Um, which honestly was really scary to me. And then Thursday, I just knew the Lord was going to heal me in that way. And I was standing over here and I was praying, um, but was very anxious in the moment. And Pastor Debbie came up and prayed with me. And immediately I fell out in the spirit. And um, at first I was, my hands were shaking and I couldn't speak in English. I was just praying in tongues. And um, as I started to speak in English, I prayed that the Lord would, would fulfill the promise that he had given me that he was going to heal me. And uh, so I was just praying that into existence, praying over my voice, and immediately my entire body started to shake, and when I got up, I was completely healed, and since Thursday night, I have not had any like hitches in my throat or any hoarseness when I talk, so I'm completely healed. That's awesome, isn't it? So here's something interesting. You know, Debbie feels led to pray for her, and so Debbie goes over, and Debbie, this is what Debbie says to her. She says, Catherine, I feel like I, I feel led to pray for you, but I need to give you a disclaimer. When I pray for people, they don't go over. They don't, you're not, they're not slaying the spirit. So Debbie goes to just, before she even really gets to her, Catherine's laying on the floor. <laughs> and um, so it's, there was, it was a night where the Lord was doing that, honestly. Um, when Randy, uh, we were visiting with him, Dr. Clark, on Wednesday before he, he spoke, we were in here just looking things over, talking about the healing service, and then he started talking about the Thursday night service, and so he was explaining what would happen, and I said, well, Randy, just keep in mind there are other campuses, and what happens here need to happen there. He said, I don't know how that's going to work. He, I said, well, you know, our campus pastors are praying, we'll have teams, and he said, you know, I've never seen that done before. And I said, well, I said, I've asked the Lord, and he has honored it, that what happens at one campus happens at all of them. So Randy prayed for the campus pastor. So I, I just so admire the campus pastor's faith because I've talked with them all since then, and none of them felt like they had any ministry in doing that. So take great faith to go pray for somebody, and then people started experiencing that at every campus. Here's the thing I would say to you. I've never met anybody who was slain in the spirit who said, that was horrible and I hope it never happens again. 
What I have had is I've had people who say, that was something I'll never forget. And they tell the different things, but invariably what it leads to is it leads to great joy, a closer, people say, I've never felt closer to Jesus. I've never felt his presence like this. I, I'm in, more in love with him than I've ever been. I, I desire to read the word of God like an, I mean, so what it does, it's, it's an encounter that moves people closer in their walk. If you haven't had that, it's, you know, I mean, I haven't had it. I would love to have it. It hasn't happened yet. I'm going to use the yet on that. But all that to say, I think we have to be careful that we don't, we don't judge what God is doing in a place based on our own preferences, our own limited experience. We have to look at the Word. We also look at church history. For some, we see, is this something that's consistent with what happens in a move of God? And absolutely it is. And then we leave it with the Lord. I just encourage you to be careful not to miss what God is doing or to let something uh, offend you that you don't understand. You know, Matthew chapter uh, 13, and we'll close here. Coming to his home, this is Jesus. He began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom, these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? I mean, isn't this little Jesus we've known all these years? Where does he get off doing miracles? I don't get it. Isn't his mother's name Mary? Aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters here with us? Where then did this man get these things? And they took offense at him. They're offended by Jesus, offended by what God was doing through him. I would, just, I would just encourage you and suggest to you that we want to be careful about how we process this, if it's, if it's biblical, if it's done in order, if it's drawing people closer to Jesus, if God is moving significantly Listen, there's a lot of things we may not understand, but let's not get, let's not allow ourselves to be offended by God Amen. or offended toward God. Amen. You know, there are people who get offended over healing, if you can believe this. Here's what they'll say. Well, if God is healing, then how come everybody's not healed? Well, we could apply that same grid to other things God does. Is it God's will to save? Absolutely it is. Then why isn't everybody saved? Well, we all know there's a whole host of issues that we can apply to that, to answering that question, some of which we understand, some of which we don't. And people might not be saved today, but they might be saved next week, right? People might not be healed today, but they might be healed next week. I would counsel against ever building your theology based on disappointment. That, that, that will lead you to an unbiblical conclusion theologically. And I just care for you and I wanna encourage you that during this move of God, this is what we're seeing is consistent with other moves of God. I'm just telling you it is. And I believe that there's more that's gonna happen. I believe it for from a variety of reasons, but I, I just know and I think there's value in declaring this to you. 
to get you ready. We talked in Acts 19 about extraordinary miracles and, and I'm just telling you, at Azusa Street, they had astounding miracles and toes growing out is just the beginning of arms and legs growing. You say, when's that gonna happen? Man, if you can tell me that, I will, I will say you are quite the prophet. I don't know, I just know it is. People are gonna get out of wheelchairs before this is all said and done. Quadriplegics, paraplegics, people damaged by whatever, they're gonna walk. You're gonna see it, they're gonna run across this platform. I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm looking at my mother-in-law and she tore her rotator cuff. One of the grandkids hugged her and she fell over on concrete. And when she went to the doctors, the doctor said, there's no way, there's nothing left in your shoulder to reattach. Horrible pain. What night was it that your healing was completed? Is this, is this week? She can go like this now and she's totally, look at her. You know what? She asked the question that's normal. I wonder why God hasn't healed me yet, but I am gonna keep asking him to heal me. And she's healed. So did it happen the first time, the second time? Listen, I don't understand. For some people it happens the first time. For some people it happens later. But what doctors could not do, and I'm for doctors. If you're a doctor, I thank God for you. But if a doctor can't help somebody, that to me is wonderful material for the divine physician to do a miracle. Are you with me on that? And I'm just, I, I just feel like I need to, to tell you, I don't, I don't know how this thing works. I, I, I come in here and I, I, um, I pray. And I, I, I um, seek the Lord. But I would just encourage you to, to not become the judge and jury relative to the acts of God. Listen, he's God. And so, you know, rest in what he does because you'll never come to faith by striving. And faith doesn't begin in the mind, it begins in the heart. With the heart man believes unto righteousness. That's what the Bible says. And let's, let's you know, I mean, honestly, when I would look at this, no person can steer a move of God. If they do, they'll, they'll put it in the ditch. I can't steer this thing. The only way to, to approach it is to say, God, what are you doing? And I just want to be, I want to be right where you are. And that requires humility, requires brokenness, requires complete dependence upon God. God, unless you show up. I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. But Lord, if you're there, that's, that's the center of where I want to be. So, so let me just encourage you as well. Don't make this thing about James River. Our church. Look what God is doing at our church. I, I realize it's something to be excited about, but let's not make it about a church. Let's make it about him. Let, let's... And let's... Let's not make it about a person either. So you're going to see people. I'm, I'm, 
it's just the way it's going to work. You're going to see people that God is going to raise up who are going to have extraordinary gifts of healing. You're going to see people God is going to raise up in this congregation or have gifts of miracle. And that does nothing against the, the community anointing that we have. But don't make it about them. Don't make it about me. Don't make it about anybody. Because he's not sharing his glory with anybody else. And so we're all just trying to walk with the Lord and seek his face and, and um, allow him to do what he's going to do. I'm trying to figure out, you know, in the scope of everything, uh, all that God is doing. But Bill said this, and I would accept Bill's word on it because Bill's seen a lot. Bill said this about what he saw here. He said, in the last several years, I can't think of any place where I have seen such a hunger for God as I saw at James River. And again, it's not about James River, but he's saying what God is doing here. And he said, this thing's a powder keg. You know, it's, 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 there's an explosive dimension. At some point, that keg's going to blow. He said, well, what does that mean? It just means an explosion of more miracles and salvations and an explosion of God's presence. It's, it's, not anything, it's not anything to be afraid of. It's something to just simply celebrate but lean into. To say, God, in this season, when you're visiting the church so closely that people are growing toes and metal plates are dissolving out of people's heads and and bolts are dissolving out of people's backs and and people are are their legs are growing and different things lord in this season i just want to be as close to you as i can i i realize i've kept you long and it's i just felt i had to explain to you i wanted you to see what he's done and to celebrate i wanted to explain where we're at for the sake of unity so we move forward as one one people one voice one last thing there's things people are saying on social media about what's happening. Let me say this. Um, you, maybe you're thinking, oh, I wonder what he saw on social media. I don't see anything because, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read things that build me up in my faith. And I'm, you know, I'm, that's, I don't read it. I read things that are going to build my faith and uh, help me grow in God. But if somebody's criticizing me personally, I just want to say this so you can, you can be at peace. Um, I love people, but I, and I, I understand not everybody can get to, to where we are, and that doesn't mean we're special just as we're growing in the Lord. Not everybody can get to that place at the same time, and that's okay. And some of the people that are the most full of vitriol in what they say are people that are probably in a couple weeks going to be laying on the floor praising Jesus. I mean, that's how that works. So I'm not worried about them. Um, people say, well, does it offend you or does it hurt you? Listen, we are so far in the bonus column. Are you kidding me? My heart's so full of joy. I can't imagine anything they'd say would, would ruin my day. Um, you don't need to defend me. And you don't need to defend the church. I found this after all these years of ministry. I can defend myself or I can let God defend me. And I found he does a way better job. If it needs to be done, he'll do it. 
you take care of it, you don't need to worry about it. So be at peace. If somebody's not where you're at, don't, don't judge them. Don't be angry. Don't be hurt. Don't be, don't, you know, pray for them. Pray, God, do, your, do a work in them. But keep, don't get distracted by that. Keep walking close to the Lord. And let's just be humble. Let's not make it about us. Let's, if I get offended, it's because it's become about me. I'm not going to.